Hello, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen here to tell you to listen to the Rough House podcast, hosted by Christoph and Marty Housen. Very good. You both got the Housen in there. Listen to the podcast or up yours. Anyways, have a nice time. Love that, Dan Housen. Listen to this podcast. It's very nice, very evil. The Rough House podcast, Housen. Yes. Dan Housen is so powerful. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Uh, who, who, who would have thought that would have happened? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> episode 256 of the Rough House Podcast, recorded December 19, 2021. I am Marty. And I am uh, I, I am Kristoff, and I am mourning the relationship with Sammy Guevara right now. <laughs> A.K.A. sliding in those DMs. Uh, oh, oh, you're going for Sammy, or yeah, or, man, Spanish God. No? Who can who who can say no? Not quite Sonam Obsessian over there. <laughs> Maybe if you put her in one of the hydraulic press. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will say uh, Sonam Obsessian is is not the the most obvious celebrity comparison to make with humans. No, but, but it, I get it. Yeah, yeah but every it's time I, I've said it to people, like I've even said it in like online discussions with people, those who get it are just like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a hashtag nailed it right there. Yeah, yeah. Well played, well played, yeah. sir. I, I, I do what I can. Uh, but yes, folks, this is a pro wrestling podcast where we talk about pro wrestling. Programming note, though, uh, if ah. you have not uh, sort of uh, joined the festivities of our Patreon, we've got mm-hmm. a, a very long episode uh, due to come out this week because not only will we have another round of Rough House Divided, the final Rough House Divided of yeah. 2021. Look, Chris has already won the competition, but hey, <laughs> we're doing one more. Yeah. Uh, we will also have our... I guess because it's going to have to be completely spoiler-filled review yes. of Spider-Man No Way Home. So yeah. if, if you'd like to hear our thoughts about that or just enjoy a fun trivia game uh, and you haven't already jumped aboard, please yeah. jump aboard uh, patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast. Plus next week on the uh, 26th, uh, yes. the plan is to record with our pal, uh, Justin, have another Schlegel soapbox uh, with whatever he wants to talk about. So that'll be next week's Patreon uh, as it stands right now at the $5 tier for Schlegel's soapbox. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, let's go ahead and start this. Oh. You know what? Screw that. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing to talk to you about when it comes to WWE this week because I have a match of the year candidate that we have to dig into, Chris. Okay. All right. Uh, so obviously you're talking about Serena Deeb and uh, Hikaru Shida 3, right? Uh, you know what? That match fucking slapped and <laughs> it it's did. not getting enough love really on the good. internet this week. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, what, what I'm talking about is it was the opening contest and uh, at least the main event in name, if not in placement of winter is coming this week it was the long-awaited aew world title match between the new world champion hangman adam page and his opponent the number one contender 
the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Folks, I, I it's a five star match. Like we we knew it was going to be good. We yeah. knew it was going to be great. I'm not the type that likes to throw stars out, but this this was pro wrestling perfection, hands down. I mean, have have there been detractors online saying that? I mean, I, I know that some people were not happy with the draw, yes. the time limit draw. Um, draw aside, everything that happened from bell to bell in those sixty minutes was just high art. It was it was phenomenal, and it was so simple. You had the babyface world champion mm-hmm. wanting to prove himself, wanting to to. Uh, not only over overcome the doubters of him as an individual, but his own self-doubt. Because, yeah. you know, though it has not been explored, undoubtedly, the self-doubt does not go away with one title win. No, no, because then you have the, you know, the um, monkey on your back of defending said title and, yes. and, and being a champion yes. and being the face of the company and all these other things that come along with winning your company's world title. It's, it's, it's a it's a heavy burden indeed. Um, and, you know, Page, Hangman Page in the I think it was uh, it was the oral sessions mm-hmm. uh, that came out on Tuesday, recorded what it sounded like a couple of days prior. He said, uh, which I found interesting, that it's been a little annoying being mm-hmm. the champion because he hasn't wrestled, yes. <laughs> which is something new for uh, – obviously, pandemic aside, uh, not being able to wrestle on a regular basis, which is something typically the champ doesn't do. You know, The champion will maybe have a tag match here and there, mm-hmm. but more likely it's a title defense or, or something you know leading up to a title defense. So he didn't know – what he uh, was going to be able to do coming off of almost a month had passed between the title win at full gear and this first defense here. Um, And plus not only that, but you're going against Brian Danielson, who is, you know, the, the guy, the technician award is named after in the observer awards. So there's, there's a lot, uh, there was a lot riding on the shoulders of our, our beloved uh, cowboy. And and it's not just about the fact that, on the opposite side of the ring was Brian Danielson, who is known as an amazing professional wrestler. Yeah. Is Brian Danielson a guy who, in AEW, in kayfabe, has not had a day off? Works yeah. every single show since he uh, debuted back at All Out in September. He's worked every single week. He has multiple ways to finish opponents. He's mm-hmm. taken out and injured countless members of the dark order on the run up to this match. He is a WrestleMania main eventer. He is a multi-time world champion. He's been to the dance. He's been the top guy. He's everything that hangman wanted to be right, but had to prove in this match that he could be right. And what I thought was really clever is, okay, so they went 60 minutes. If you haven't heard already, it did go to a draw. No one won this match officially. What I thought was so interesting is, and part of it was due to the nature of, you know, doing a a long match on television. There were breaks. It it felt almost as if they worked two 25-minute matches that had some big crazy spot at the end that caused them to have to take a breather. Yeah. And then build back up coming out of the commercial into that, you know, same opening gear, going through mat work, going through everything and building back up to crazy finishes. And 
Uh, credit where credit is due uh, to the crowd in Texas. They were in from the jump. Yeah. Um, I, I will say for me, the earliest indicator that this was undoubtedly going to go long, I didn't expect a 60-minute draw, was uh, Danielson from the jump showing his cardio, doing yeah. the jumping jacks, you know, and, and just making it clear, no, 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 you're going to be here a while. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was out of this world great. But to see a guy like Hangman who – Frankly, you know, he said it himself, leading up this match, he hadn't worked that much. But yeah. if you look even prior to his run as champion, he he had uh, time away from the ring in, mm-hmm. you know, the, the birth of his child. Then he came back. He was part of that ladder match. He was the last yeah. man in. So he didn't work the full match. Yeah. And the amount of exposure he had in ring on the road to uh, full gear was fairly limited. Mm-hmm. We got like a promo. We got a few moments of him and Kenny standing off. And I recognize some of that was probably due to the collective injuries of Kenny Omega. Right. But you had a scenario where this guy had not been in the ring anywhere near as much or as often as his opponent. And he had to prove that he could hang. And I got to say, he absolutely did. I, I, I thought this was hands down the best match I've ever seen him have period. Oh yeah. I mean, and and I don't mean this to sound super negative towards page, but I, I going back through what I've seen him have, uh, in terms of matches, there maybe two that stand out. One of which being the tag match, the bucks and, uh, page and Omega Mm -hmm. from, from revolution 2020. Uh, yes, it was right? 2020. It was February 2020. Was right before everything shut down. Yeah. Um, and then I don't even know if this this is this isn't even the same stratosphere. But wasn't it him and uh, then Punishment Martinez having like this super crazy brawl in Ring of Honor that we saw yes. at the UMBC Event Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that, that fucking uh, rolled? It was at uh, Best in the World 2018 yeah. or whatever. Yes, that yeah. was out of this world. He had some mom- you know he had some glimpses of glory, if you will, in the G1. Yeah, uh, including a, a, a great match with Tanahashi. But, but let's be fair. I think you and I both could have great matches with Tanahashi. Bring it on, Ace. Yeah, because Tana's going to do all the work. Uh, and then in terms of other great singles matches, not that he's ever been bad per se. Right. Uh, his match against Omega at Full Gear uh, 2020. Was really good. The, uh, you know, it was the finals of the world title. Yeah. Later. Thought that was very good. <clears throat> his match with uh, Brian Cage. At double or nothing, thought that was oh, very yeah. good. Oh yeah, uh, but again, this was not five stars, elite, top tier pro wrestling yeah. athlete. Uh, if anything, the appeal of Hangman was he could work well in ring, but also he had a character. Yeah. He wasn't someone who you thought of as like uh, an in-ring technician. And I still wouldn't say that I think of him as that, but it was. He def- can hang with those. Exactly. People. He can be the blunt force against, yeah. you know, the focused instrument that is a Brian Danielson, uh, which I think also sort of plays to his cowboy strengths yeah. to, to be. Uh, you know, the guy that will rather throw the solid right hand than know specifically where he can pinpoint in your forehead with an elbow to take you out, which yeah. does speak to the yin and yang of two of them as opponents. 
Sure. So, yeah. yeah. And if, if I could throw on my uh, Stefan from SNL uh, sort of thing, yeah. this match had everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, it had mat work. It had brawling. It had submissions. It had uh, moonsaults to the outside. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, hangman. Oh, God, the landing on this was so brutal. When he went to the top turnbuckle, Brian was uh, uh, recovering by the table, and Paige jumped off the turnbuckle to the outside and just landed shoulder first into the table. That looked absolutely fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh, he got rammed into the ring post and then yes. you know, gigged himself or, you know, yeah. the, the, the camera was away for a long time. So. Yeah, I, I will say if he gigged himself, that's the highest I've ever seen a pro wrestler gig. Like, <laughs> he, he was he – was, cut and scalp like that's yeah, yeah that, that was a that was a different type of blade job but I, I i really appreciated the ring post bit because that was a callback to one of the most infamous moments of brian danielson history which is uh the best way i can describe that spot is the mcginnis killer oh yeah 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 back in ring of honor in their tour the first tour of the uk it was unification between Ring of Honor World Champion Brian Danielson, Ring of Honor Pure Champion Nigel McGuinness, and they did that spot. Except for Nigel said, "Fuck it, I'm going to shoot headbutt yeah. this post," and had a knot the size of a golf ball appear and bust open in yeah. real time. Uh, yeah, and, and then it, didn't that lead to his uh, retirement? Yes, the concussion yeah. issues yeah. were developed in real time. You can. Yeah probably watch it on honor club if they haven't taken that offline i was gonna uh, say is that still exist <laughs> it, it, it was very interesting to see that bit of history get called back and hey credit where credit is due in a much safer way yes um yeah. but this was wonderful uh and yes they they started doing the time calls as it got closer you could hear mm-hmm. the crowd boo every time justin roberts uh, well, A, talked to him in a microphone, but B, yeah. more specifically, called out the timing remaining. And to both guys' credit, even as it got closer, as they hit that finishing stretch, it felt like, even for one moment, that everyone in that arena believed, oh, this is going 59-57, yeah. 59-58. Yep. There's going to be a three count because – the way Hangman in those last few seconds hit the buckshot and Danielson sends himself ass over tea kettle. Yeah, he does. Beautifully. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, oh shit, they, they may actually end this. Instead, we get the bell rung and we just know that they will battle each other once again in the not too distant future. I mean, I would I would imagine so. Uh, but, you know, then again, he didn't get his rematch. Danielson didn't get his rematch with Kenny Omega. True. So he had to earn his way to another title match by beating Miro in the eliminate yeah. and, and everybody else in the eliminator tournament. So maybe this is back of the line for for Brian again to to go through and, and beat everybody else because want to AEW's credit, they don't do. OK, well, we're, this feud must continue and we'll run this yeah. match back over the next three pay-per-views. Right. Thankfully, because their pay-per-views are every, you know, are quarterly and not monthly like WWE. So, you know, as much as I love to see these two fight, do I need to see this stretch out for, you know, three quarters of a year? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Well, I will say, I don't (laughs) don't know that we're going to see this at at Revolution. What I do think is an interesting twist in the, uh, the, the storytelling is 
Tony Khan uh, on Thursday, he was on Busted Open Radio as he is uh, once a week every week. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned that Brian Danielson is still, because he was not defeated, ah. he is still number one okay. in the rankings. Well, that so makes sense then. I feel like they're going to run this back sooner rather, rather than later. But I ask you, Chris. Yeah. When do they run it? <sighs> well, they have – well, obviously not this week. Yes. Uh, Battle of the Belts is what? The 8th of Battle January? Battle of the Belts is the 8th of January. And I think the thing that is, is going to make it so that match doesn't happen there is it's a one-hour special on TNT. Oh, yeah. And they've yeah, already prob- announced prob- another match for that show. And that's the crowning of the TBS championship as well, right? Uh, TBS championship, I believe, is supposed to be on the first TBS show on oh, the 5th. Okay. On the okay. 8th, the, uh, they announced on Rampage it's going to be uh, Britt Baker versus Riho oh, that's for the, right. the women's championship. I'm starting to wonder if they say, screw it, this is going to be the match we announce for Jan 5. For the oh, TBS for the TBS debut. move? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No time limit or, or TV time limit only, so they get two hours instead of one. <laughs> they probably don't even actually even end up going one hour. No, no, maybe but, 40. But just this idea of, hey, look, we're going to have other matches at the ready if this happens. Yeah. However, we're giving you the full show. I think that would be. That's great. That's uh, a good a hook. Clever idea. Well, that's the second best hook uh, going in AEW right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Send hook. Yep. Let's get him out there. Let's get him out there. That's a good gimmick, brother. Uh, I will also say something to me personally that added to the match was the commentary team of Excalibur, Taz, and Tony, which is my AEW dream team. Sorry, yes. JR. I hope you feel better, but um, don't rush back. <laughs> take, your t- take your time. Take your time for that recovery yeah. there, pal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they were great. Uh, each yeah. guy played their role. Uh, Excalibur telling the story, telling the history, calling the moves. Taz coming in with that sports style analysis yeah, of everything. I love it. He he, you know, definitely underplayed the shtick on this one. Yeah, um, which you know worked considering he upped the shtick in other matches that same night. Right, but he underplayed it. And Tony again, that that voice of twenty years ago coming in mm-hmm. with this is amazing. Professional wrestling is still so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I I love that that is what Tony brings to the table right now. This this almost lapsed fan style of response yeah. to what's going on in front of him. Well, I mean, it, it's, that's pretty much what he is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you true. know, AEW brought him back to the fold, uh, you know, to the world of pro wrestling. Cause he had, you know, taken it all, uh, you know, put it all away after such a sour experience at the end of WCW and, and WWF there. Are so you we're going to be Phil Collins. He was putting it all away. Oh wow! Put it all away. No, that that is that Phil Collins. No, it's not. That was okay. All right, that's a no. uh, that, that was tough. Tremendous match, and for me at least, it hopped right up to the top of my best of the year list. <laughs> when I'm thinking about it, it will be in my heart. <laughs> well done well done uh elsewhere oh. on dynamite this week uh super click and bobby fish were backstage they were talking about laying out the best friends and said hey let's uh have an eight-man tag on rampage which they ended up doing and also adam cole baby promised mm. a christmas present for the young bucks next week on dynamite 
Okay, it's a dig in a box hey! with Kylo Riley in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's got to be it, right? I I assume it's Kylo Riley um, or uh, indie rock band Rilo Kylie, one of the two. <laughs> oh wow, that's a deep cut. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right, you're welcome. Good luck with that. You're welcome. <laughs> we had Wardlow versus Matt Seidel, which on paper was a match that I thought was going to be infinitely more dynamic than it was. It was a it was a murder. Yeah, I like to report uh, a murder, officer. Yeah, Wardlow just uh, murdered Matt Seidel, um, threw a ton of power bombs. Sean Spears grabs a mic afterwards, tells uh, Wardlow, "You know, you don't need to hit him with so many power bombs. You can just win now." Yeah, and of course, it turns the crowd against Sean Spears. Get a quick three count in about two minutes after the match. Sean Spears attacks Matt Seidel with a chair, which kind of, you know, ruins this whole, hey, look, you don't need to kill him like that. Uh, yeah, that was weird, but yeah. okay. Uh, I mean, I kind of have to now anytime Sean Spears is on my TV anyway, so. <laughs> um, but uh, Spears got a call from MJF and said that Wardlow has to go pick up the champagne for MJF's victory. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I guess we're picking back up the Wardlow turn on MJF. I mean, let's just do it already. Yeah. You know, well, just pull I think the, pull the bandaid off. I mean, MJF has been palling around with FTR and for the, you know, the initials tag team of the year. Um, so, you know, uh, it's, it's I don't know. The, the, the relationships are weird. They, they are. They you are. know, everybody's kind of intermingling, which. I mean, like you know, for the storyline purposes, okay, but at the same time, it's a little like, well, aren't you in this pinnacle sort of thing? Or, or yeah, or, yeah, it's 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 a little weird. It's a yeah. little weird. Um, we had a video package putting over the Tay Conti uh, Penelope Ford feud because they were going to have a submission match for some reason mm-hmm. on Rampage, which they did have. Then we had the promo that got me real excited. Malachi Black in a house that I'm pretty sure I've seen on some videos on some less than reputable web- reputable websites. Uh, he <laughs> is rambling on about how human nature is violent. We should always accept that. Uh, and then there's a guy in a robe who he spits mist in the face of. Mm-hmm. And that man in the robe then has Malachi whisper in his ear to tell him that he is now more than just a king. Ah, emphasis on King. Yes. King Booker coming to AEW. <laughs> exactly. Sooner rather yeah, than Yeah, all that smack talk on his podcast. <laughs> finally got him a look. God, man. I oh man. I would I would reconsider my fandom of AEW if Booker <laughs> T showed up. I would have severe second thoughts. There will be some strongly worded tweets since You, you TK. don't want the shucky ducky quack quack moment of the week on I the page? Do not want Booker T anywhere near AEW. <laughs> I don't want Booker T anywhere near my ears, my eyes. I mean, technically, <laughs> AEW was near him this week. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. In the great state of Texas, uh, which is fine. I mean, it's a big state. You know, <laughs> you can you can stay away while being close simultaneously. Uh, just no Booker T, please. Yeah. I just, I can't. You know, him, Bischoff, Bully Ray, just fucking put him in a rocket and launch him into the sun at this point. But Chris, what about the heat? God, I just want brother? somebody, bro, to be a, a real heel, not a cool heel. Uh, somebody who gets real heat. Oh, fuck you, fucking Bubba, yeah. dick. Yeah. How Hate much money? Guy. How much money have you drawn, Bubba? Let's be honest here. 
outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, outside of Philadelphia. How much? Which isn't even that much because the arena is not that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, we've we've been there. We can say that. Yeah. Uh, because last I checked, the biggest angle you ever booked was at MSG, and it ruined an entire show. So, <laughs> please tell me about real heat. Please tell me yeah. how many people that caused to show up at the next Ring of Honor show. Right, right. Um, and 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 the and the people that they they got the heat that, you know, you had to send security guards to bring the people back uh <laughs> to to, you know, dress them down. Oh, come shut the fuck up. Go away. <laughs> Do but, your little uh, radio show. That's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. B- five people listen to it or whatever. I don't fucking know. Yeah, probably more than that cuz it is on Sirius. So. Well, okay, seven. and that means we're at even footing which means we're not punching up or punching down oh man i wish we had seven spins that'd be great punching sideways (laughs) a lateral punch yes Um, yeah it's more of a sack tap but yes uh malachi black uh whispered in that guy's ear about a king and uh if uh some of the word on the internet is to be believed it's because it is brody king which makes me always real real happy everything okay yeah Sorry. Okay. Just got a text message just making sure it wasn't anything. Uh, okay. Sorry. Important. Sorry. Uh, but I, I, just, just to give context, because uh, if you're not watching the video version, also available on Patreon, uh-huh. um, just sort of a, a quick uh, double down for those why I would ask Chris, is everything okay? Shortly before we started recording, I saw a story that the NBA was starting to cancel games due to the <laughs> new COVID variant. And of course, that was the domino that fell and yes. dropped society. So I look up as we're recording over Skype, and I see Chris is staring at his phone with bug eyes. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, we're locking down again. Uh, that's Merry that's Christmas where we're to all and to all wear a mask. <laughs> Hikaru Shida went against Serena Deeb. This match ruled because it started with Shida chucking her kendo stick at Deeb's head. Yes, she did. <laughs> all, I'm all about fired up Hikaru Shida. That is, yes. that is my shit right there. Also, her new look and gear fucking rules. Yeah, I'm a fan. I like it. I, I, I like everything it about it. Uh, she's, it uh, she's one of the top uh, AEW Instagram accounts, I think. <laughs> For personal taste there. Yeah. Uh, what what what's a number one for you then? Oh boy, um, I you know I'll tell you, uh, Chris Statlanders has really uh, been getting some clicks recently. Yeah, well you know she has an adorable pet lizard. I, I didn't even notice that. I just noticed uh, <laughs> the uh, garage workout videos. But hey, yeah, what do I know? What do you know? Um, awesome match. Deeb continues to be the most underrated woman in professional wrestling today. Uh, they beat the crap out of each other. Like this was yes. stiff as hell. I, I think they just were like, "All right, let's throw some friendly fire here, kids." And um, it, it was awesome. Uh, Sheeta kicks Deeb into the turnbuckle, then jackknifes Serena Deeb into a cradle, gets the win. One, two, three. Uh, I believe this means she's won the feud, but I feel like they're going to run this back at some point. Okay, I'm. You know when you know. Part of the reason I always give shit to WWE for running the same matches over and over again is because they actually run the same match. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all, There's all no these, escalation. Right. All these matches have, have been escalating. They've had different, you know, they've had callbacks to other spots in other matches. Yeah. Uh, but it hasn't been the same exact match. Uh, and they've been spaced out, not, you know, hey, it's Monday night. Let's do Baron Corbin versus Ricochet for the thou- thou- you know, thousandth time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a wee bit different. And these two have such great chemistry that i you know i mean i don't know if i go fight forever but you know i'll take another one or two fight semi-regularly 
Best of five. Yeah. Fight semi-regularly. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You can make that work. <laughs> I like it. We'll put that on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll throw that on uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash the roughhouse podcast. <laughs> we'll never. We'll never. We're no, so, no, we'll I'm never. so fucking lazy. God damn um, it. I don't want the show to succeed, I think. <laughs> I think I'm self-sabotaging, really. Uh, the Varsity Blondes were backstage <laughs> with Tony Schiavone. Um, How about Griff Garrison babyface promo? Yeah, Griff Garrison was fired up fired. like the 1980s, and he wants to become the U.S. champion for Georgia Championship Wrestling. <laughs> he wants a match with Malachi Black. Big boy Griff. Brian Pillman, who proved himself to be the biggest idiot in the world this week, oh, man. Uh, decided to tell him, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. But Garrison shoved him away, and uh, he said next week he's going to break uh, Malachi Black's jaw. So fuck yeah, let's go. I mean, there's not a snowball chance in hell that happens. No, not at all. But especially if Brody uh, King runs out and beats the piss out of him. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. We'll so see. if it, okay, I go just ahead. got a dream match scenario. So yeah, if Brody King on. is indeed coming into AEW. Certainly feels that way. Yes. At some point, we could get a showdown between uh, what are they? What are the House of Black? What are they called? What are they called on Pete and PWG? They're, they're called the House of Black. That's what they call it. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, so uh, Malachi Black and uh, and Brody King against Butcher and Blade. I just need to see Andy Williams and <laughs> Brody King just slap some meats yes. in there, man. Yes. I, I need to see them big boys bumping beefs. That reminds me, I got to keep an eye on the airing schedule for uh, New Japan Strong because I really want to see Brody versus Ishii. They tape. Oh yeah. So hell yeah, see that for sure. LFG. Um, they recapped the debut of Hook. Spoiler yep. alert. It was really good. Uh, then Eddie Kings, who's backstage addressing Daniel Garcia in 2.0, said he was tired of them. He wanted a five-on-five tag match. Be him, his old boys, his old best Tim friends, Ortiz, and his new best his friends. His new best friends, yeah. <laughs> but no, not the best friends. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's no. a different <laughs> but, That's a different one. But pretty much a roughhouse dream team yeah. in Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, Penta and Phoenix, who yeah, I guess brother. we should start calling Phoenix. Is, is that incorrect? I mean, if you're going the technical Espanol pronunciation, yeah. I suppose so. But, uh, you know, it's Phoenix. Uh, but it'll be them against 2.0, Daniel Garcia, and whoever they can get to tag with them, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, they don't care. You just want to get their hands on them asses and slap them around a little bit. Then it was the main event on paper. Uh, though it was not clearly the main event of the show. Um, it was MJF against Dante Martin for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Uh, this was a good match that could have been great if it weren't for the fact that Dante, I think, nerves got to him. Because yeah, uh, Could it have been MJF wasn't far enough back? Could it have been a split well, responsibility there? there? Uh, so MJF uh, was on the mat early on. Dante went for a 450 and basically just dropped his knees across oh, yeah, that. Yeah. MJF's neck and face. Yeah. So I, I think there were some nerves from Dante because as you uh, threw out there, uh, MJF went out to the floor. Dante goes to do the shooting star to the floor, which looked crazy and even crazier because MJF was pretty far out there uh, on the ramp. Yeah. Dante completely overshoots him. And basically ends up clipping him with his ankles. It yeah, was by like two car lengths. It yeah, was, <laughs> it, it was not good moon. because yeah. uh, Dante lands face first on the mat. Yeah, uh, amazingly did not break his him. face. So. Yeah, 
so yeah, he he definitely lost a step or two throughout the rest of the rest of the match there afterwards, yeah. which yeah, kind of kind of I feel like it took it down as to what it could have possibly been. Yes, but then but uh, he's the kid's young, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he will get there. <laughs> and you know what? If he breaks his face, plastic surgeon can make him look less confused. So that'll be <laughs> kind of a win for young. Dante. Or more interested in whatever he's doing. <laughs> exactly, <of> exactly. A <laughs> permanent furrowed brow, so it looks like he's <laughs> always thinking. Just uh, uh, yes, uh, doctor, uh, doctor, doctor, so so so. I like the uh, the people's eyebrow, please. Yeah. He's maybe a permanent people's eyebrow. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, That's the stuff. So finish was Dante hit the double springboard moonsault. One, two, <clears throat> Ricky Starks runs down, breaks up the pin. Which, well, he puts MJF's foot on the rope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By putting the foot on the ropes. Yep. Uh, Dante gets up, is losing his shit, but MJF locks on the salt of the earth for the submission. And he's a three-time dynamite diamond ring holder. Um, at this point, I think they should just, you know, get rid of it as a storytelling device. Uh, but I will say, uh, I, I learned a little something about the newest version of the ring, Chris. Um, as you okay. may have heard, they were putting it over on commentary as a ring worth $100,000. Yes. Uh, I don't recall the name of the talent. So apologies, dear listeners that I don't remember it, but there is a recent nightmare factory graduate who is a jeweler by day and he designed the ring for them. Really? This is the most carny shit in the world. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, come on. It's, it's I mean, look, I, I, it's, it's very nice. I mean, hell, uh, how we ended up with super art fight championship belts is we had a leather worker who said, I want to make these for you. Yeah. So there was that. However, yeah. <laughs> it's a little, Amen. it is a little carny. Get it um, where you can. Post-match, FTR, FTR comes out to celebrate with MJF. Lights go out. I hope for Sabu. It's not Sabu. Instead, it's Sting and Darby Allen. It's uh, never going to be Sabu. You say that. The minute I accept that is the minute he shows up. So accept it already. Let's, uh, let's manifest point. this. Fair point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the numbers game gets Sting and Darby until uh cult personality hits here comes cm punk wearing a shirt about women's reproductive health in texas yep uh and wielding a, a baseball bat yeah he's got i guess stings baseball bat yep uh and runs off the pinnacle and we will be getting this week in north kakalaki greensboro as part, yeah uh as part of the um holiday bash show it will be cm punk sting and darby allen against ftr and mjf what I liked, uh, aside from the potential of that match happening, was there was kind of a an uneasy alliance there. Darby yes. kind of was taken aback, and it took him a minute. And then Punk out, you know, put his hand out, and you know, it's 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 small things like that, alluding to things that have happened in the past. But you know, obviously, their feud uh, with Punk's big return match. So it, I, I really appreciate the effort that goes into you know keeping things consistent and 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 logical and not just oh, okay cool yeah whatever i know yeah. you beat me a month or we're, two ago we're but, all faces uh, we're cool. and we're friends right we're all yeah, heels no, and we're friends yeah, yeah. i mean you got, there are uh, elements there's, there's, of that but there's yeah. there's like there's some, layers it's like exactly. a parfait everybody yeah. likes parfaits <laughs> like an onion <laughs> yeah. which means it's like an ogre yes uh and then on friday we had Rampage, baby. Rampage was taped live on TNT. I, uh, yeah. Kicked off with the aforementioned eight-man tag of the best, fe- best friends chaos group of 
Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, who re-earned his last name, apparently, yeah. and Rocky Romero with Wheeler Yuta against the Young Bucks of Matt Nick Jackson, Adam Cole, Bebe, and Robert Fish. Yeah, no, uh, no, Sue didn't take the minivan down in Texas, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, no, no Sue whatsoever. <laughs> this was, as was kind of a trend for the whole night, this was a really, really fun, multi-layered, multi-man tag match. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had a great time with it, and... Uh, the uh, best friends end up winning uh, with Trent hitting the strong zero, or as they're now calling it, the crunchy on Bobby Fish. <laughs> the crunchy. Yes. I missed that. That's how he got called. Uh, uh. Bobby Fish gets the three count, and uh, it was made very clear that there was an outstanding issue between Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole, and they'll Baby. be having a match this coming week uh, on Dynamite. So Yeah. Let's go. Very, very fun. Then Dan Lambert was in the ring, cutting a promo, talking trash about Cody Rhodes, which means, of course, that Dan Lambert is the biggest face in AEW history. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and he was telling nothing but but truths, truth bombs out there. Yeah, just talking about how undeserving EVPs are getting matches and everything. Cody goes to uh, cut a promo against... Dan Lambert grabs the mic. Dan pulls it back from him. Cody takes it back. Dan takes it back. Cody takes it back. Mm -hmm. Cody goes to say something and instead just attacks the man of the year. I thought that was fun. Yeah. You know, like most things, Cody, that bit went on a little too long. But, uh, you know, and he got his full special boy entrance. Yeah, that, that he did. Yeah, which I'm surprised they didn't call out while it was happening. Yeah. Maybe that was like a, an EVP, EVP rule. Nobody interrupts a special boy entrance. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's it's written in bold on, yeah. uh, on a sheet of eight and a half by 11 in Gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Do not interrupt the special boy. <laughs> um, but uh, men of the year overwhelm, overwhelm uh-huh. uh, Cody out comes Dustin to a big pop, actually. I mean, Dustin has a lot of history in Texas. Yeah, still, it was just nice to see. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, both Rhodes brothers are down, which brings out Sammy Guevara. He inserts himself, like undoubtedly he will, into Take Conti and hit a hey. double jump cutter on Scorpio Sky, ran them off, and Sammy <laughs> and Cody stare each other down because we have a TLT uh. title match. On Rampage, which will air you know, Christmas if, night. If, if their respective wrestling careers don't work out, and that is a pairing that happens, uh, if they set up like a pre- premium Pornhub channel, would subscribe day one. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. We had some promos to put over the TBS title tournament with the final four women. Uh, Ruby pointing out the fact that she's the only one who did not get a buy. So yeah. uh, I thought that was interesting. Tells me she's undoubtedly going to the finals. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what it was. And speaking of that's what it was, Tay Conti had a match with Penelope Ford. It was a submission match that went just under five and a half minutes. Yeah. I mean, did you really want it to go much longer, though? No, it just was weird <laughs> that we had this, like, sudden <clears throat> stipulation, stipulation match. match. Yeah. And it ended very quickly, uh, but of course, the bunny nails Conti with the brass knucks. Here comes mm-hmm. Anna Jay and uh, cue up the Fink, because this yeah. feud has continued. I feel like this has been going on for a long time, though. Well, I think the thing that makes it feel like it has gone on forever is the feud was technically Bunny 
and Penelope Ford against Chris Statlander with the same idea that they right. keep using the, br- the brass knuckles. So yeah. I think it's more just that we keep running the same fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little less than less than inspired. Well, also, if I got to be honest, a little less than inspired is the official news about the Owen Hart Cup, which is that the Owen Hart Cup will be taking place in May. There's going to be men and women's tournaments. Okay. Wrap up a double or, for double or nothing. Dr. Martha Hart will be presenting the trophies, but as it appears, these look to be eight person single elimination brackets. Yeah, that's not. We uh, literally have one going on right now. We just wrapped right. up another one for the men. They love Tony loves his tourneys. I, I Turn, wanted something Tony. different. I would have loved like a round robin G1 sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Or just Sorry. like pick three competitors or something like that, where it's like a you know a best of however many matches sort of deal, or I don't know. I, I feel like there are there are alternate routes they could have gone. Yeah. It's still cool that they're going to honor Owen in this way. Absolutely. I just wish there was a little more originality behind. Oh, we're going to do a women's one too. Yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah. It's a. I'm still looking forward to it. We'll put it that way. It, it should be. A fun thing in the end, Just especially if they uh, focus on a unique mixture of like younger talent who hasn't necessarily gotten the same exposure, um, you know, specifically looking at the men's side. If they put like a Daniel Garcia, a Wheeler Yuta, a yeah. Lee Moriarty, and they use that as a way to put them over as like this future of technical talent sort of thing. The, the fall guy bracket. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tournament of Bushies. Um, yes. Oh, God. Ooh. Nightmare. <laughs> um, but uh, some upcoming matches were run down. The aforementioned Adam Cole Orange Cassidy match got added to Dynamite this coming Wednesday. Added to the Christmas Day Rampage, it's Hook versus a bear. <laughs> a twink versus a bear coming Wait, up sorry. on uh, Christmas night. Sorry. It's, it's Hook versus Bear Bronson. I, ah, I, I, I'm a sure twink versus does. a bear. Yes. <laughs> Saturday night on Christmas night. Uh, um, you, you watch your French leg lamp movie, which is overrated <laughs> for 24 hours, and then watch a twink versus a bear. Yeah. Live on TN, live on well, tape. Live, on live to tape. Yeah. <laughs> and the main event face to face promo segment 2.0. We're talking shit to Eddie Kingston and crew. So Eddie Kingston decides just to wander off. <laughs> Because he didn't want to hear it. I, uh, As I texted you, I'll repeat yeah. it here. I really wanted Eddie to wander into frame. Like, not even attack them. Just yeah. wander into the background. Like, they're still going. They're still going. And just wander back to his side. That uh, would have been great. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing as you were texting me about it. Like, yeah, that that would that would be that would be cool. But then, you know, I like the point where you know Eddie's rebuttal. He's like, "All right, Mark, is, let's do your little thing so we can go out there and kick their ass." Sort of situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Mark Henry did his thing, and then they went out yeah. there and then started kicking their asses. So yes. that's uh, you know a man of his word is Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um... Great match, super fun, just a big crazy brawl with a bunch of fun characters and, and everything. Uh, I love the fact that uh, basically for the acclaimed rap this time, Max Caster got to throw out a conspiracy theory about the CIA taking out JFK and immediately said, oh, Jesus, as he gets decked in the face by Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah, just running up the ramp to meet him. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that was that was some top top stuff right there. Yeah. That was a big that was a big fan. Um I wanna say uh one of the highlights 
of that match, you know, it was a lot of spots and a lot of fun stuff in there. Yes, but yes. Anthony Bowens fucking rocks, man. Yeah, we, we, we've been saying this for a few weeks now, and they've been yeah. giving him ample opportunity to showcase it. But Bowens yeah. is out of this world good. He yeah. He's one of those, you know, they talk about their four pillars. Well, there's like... You know, there's, there's 20 the, pillars. Yeah, there's a bunch of people coming up underneath them. It's a pyramid. Uh, it's the AEW pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> well, are we saying AEW is the company that's the pyramid scheme here? Uh, well, I'm just saying there's a wide base. Okay. A wide base. Okay. Um, but this was super great. Another thing I enjoyed was uh, Taz going full heel commentator trying to say that Penta's chest protector was loaded with steel. <laughs> and when Excalibur said, that's not true at all, Taz going, hey, stop sticking up for mask guys all the time. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> but yeah, that was, you know, Ricky Stark's coming along on the on the yes. commentary there. Yeah. He's already, uh, you know, leaps and bounds above uh, Chris Jericho in terms of the commentary. Yes. But uh, Taz and Excalibur, their banter, top, top marks. Yeah. yeah. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You could just not have any matches go on during dark and just let them talk and it'd be <laughs> just as entertaining. Uh, there was a story. Uh, Matthew, uh, Botchmania Matthew posted it. It was from Darker Elevation. It was Taz telling uh, this story. Uh, oh, God, I don't remember who it was. might have been Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Uh, no, it was Rick Knox. It was referee <laughs> Rick Knox. Okay. The story about how he was – Taz was eating at a bar in Minneapolis. Uh, he was eating uh, a lot of red meat, as he said multiple times. He had multiple steaks uh, and, and some baked potatoes. And this guy <laughs> comes up to him and starts talking to him. Uh, and he's like, who, who are you? He's like, I'm Rick Knox. <laughs> he's, he, didn't, he didn't know who the referee Rick Knox was in this story. <laughs> and, and obviously, I'm not doing the story justice because no, no, no. it's Taz. Yeah. Uh, but would recommend uh, just scrolling through Matthew's Twitter because um, he, he'll always pick the, the primest choice cuts of, of Taz and Excalibur's commentary on Dark and Elevation. And, uh, you know, that's to me, that's what makes those shows, you know, seek outable. Yes. <laughs> That's a term. Post match, uh, Bowens went after Kingston with the boom box, and then Jungle Boy's music played. Uh, did we get Tez singing along? I don't think we did. Briefly. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, there was there was a little bit of that because it was a d- d- delayed entrance yeah. because uh, yeah, Jurassic all the heels Express were looking at the from, stage. Right. Yeah. 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 They came from behind. Hello there. Yeah, and then uh, here was Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage running in from the crowd, attacking the heels from behind, chasing them off. And then Jungle Boy hands the belts back to the Lucha Bros, teasing a match between them. Uh, Hell I yeah. I see that for Battle of the Belts. Make, Let's go. Make that our show, the women's match and the tag title match. Because they always try to say the tag title is as important as the world title. Let's see. Yeah, well, they that. say that about all their titles, but they, it's true. really not the case. True, I mean, true, let's true. be honest. Um, I mean, uh, you know, Pardon it, me. looking at the lineup for the show, you could say that it was a completely skippable edition of Rampage. And uh, I would say you're probably not entirely wrong, but it was super fun, fun. and super great. Yeah. Um, in terms of other things from the pro wrestling world, I want to talk about before we wrap up here today. Uh, a very quick, uh, solemn note. Jimmy Rave passing away at 39 this week. Yeah. Um, yeah Jimmy Rave, uh, at least for me, I, he's most notable for his run of uh, in Ring of Honor. I know he had more television exposure during his time as TNA. Is the rock and rave connection with Lance Hoyt, aka Lance mm-hmm. Archer. Um, but I knew of him as a, a top tier hero in Ring of Honor in the mid 2000s. Um, 
he suffered from uh, some serious addiction issues to the point where he had multiple limbs removed. Yeah. Uh, multiple amputations uh, over the past year plus. Um, I don't know the specifics around his passing. I don't care to, you know, try to speculate. Uh, I just know it's a sad story with a really sad ending. Uh, there's yeah. no reason why uh, anyone should die at 39. Uh, let yeah. alone, you know, uh, a talent like he was. So, um, you know, thoughts with his friends, family, and fans. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the way to word this. If there's a positive to come out of this, yeah, it's that it exposes people like me who did, I, I, you know, seen that. I remember texting you like or a couple weeks ago, like, Hey, yeah. was, was this guy, you know, good people? Was he, you know, uh, or, or somebody who there was a GoFundMe going around. Right. He recently had both of his legs amputated, which is right. Yeah. And horrifying. I, I, I DM'd him asking if he want, you know, if, if had he applied for disability, cause that's my job and just yeah. offering some advice. I never got a, got a response, which is fine. But you know, hearing when somebody, in the industry passes, you yeah. hear the outpouring of stories. Um, and that's, you know, I, I, I do like that. Um, one, because it keep, you know, it, it keeps the memories alive and, and it, but it tells more people about what they were about and, and what kind of things that they did throughout their life. So I, you know, I, I read a bunch of those. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a weird, weird kind of thought to have a good thing out of somebody dying, but you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Ring of Honor posted some of his best matches uh, on their okay. YouTube page because someone's still around to upload those. Uh, so if you haven't checked any out, uh, hop over to the Ring of Honor YouTube. Again, he was an incredible heel, and um, it, it, it's a shame he did not get to uh, parlay, whether it's because of personal demons or otherwise, his yeah. uh, skills on a larger stage. Um, and again, thinking of all those who loved him, whether in the ring or outside of the ring. Um, and one more bit before we go. Kevin Owens for G1. <laughs> it certainly doesn't look that way. If you want to talk about that real quick. Uh, all the speculations over because Kevin Steen is uh, re-signed to yeah. uh, WWE for a three-year deal, although, as everyone's calling it, it's a three-year deal that gets renewed every 90 days. Um, oh, does it? I didn't. I well, missed that it, part. It's not really, but basically, there's a quarterly call every quarter, and they fire people every quarter. What, was, so it was just a rumor that he had a no-cut clause added to his contract? He, there is no no-cut clause on the deal. Ah, that was yeah. just an internet speculation yes. thing. Okay. Yes. Damn you, internet. Yes. Uh, but what I the reason why I, I dropped the New Japan is because yeah. uh, the last big show of the year is taking place. Uh, it was the finals of the World Tag League and the best of the Super Juniors. Uh, the World Tag League, Chris, I know you're excited to hear it. Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Didn't we talk about this last week or did we, we just well, talk about the we, we talked about what the finals it. were going to be. Oh, OK. Right? The, the actual. Uh, actual <laughs> matches happened on Wednesday. Ah, yes. ah, I see, I see. And the best of the Super Juniors for the third time in four years was Harumu Takahashi. Yes, indeed, it was. 38 minutes, 30 seconds, the longest finals in best of the Super Juniors history. I'm, I'm not sure longer matches are the answers right now no, for no. them. And, and it was him and Yo, right? Yes, indeed, it was. I do not need to see a 40-minute Yo match. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Did, and, let me ask you something real quick. Yes. Do you think when um you know shows former tag team partner watches AEW and uh, the acclaim comes out, do you think he just goes yes? Yes, yes. Yeah. What what you got to say about me? I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I I, I said yes. I'm listening. God, if, God, that's a stupid ass joke. If he right. if he just started tweeting at Max Caster every Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Hello. That 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 right there, that's the reason to reopen yeah, the forbidden that's door. That's the forbidden door. That's what um, we need right there. But they announced the card for all three nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And this is not the Wrestle Kingdom it used to be. Look, there's going to be some good matches, but let's get into it. January fourth, yeah. Tokyo Dome. Uh, that will be a Tuesday or Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. I think. Let me hang on. I'm bringing up a calendar. Fourth is a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, January fourth. Uh, we've got the uh, New Japan Rumble. Top four mm-hmm. will move to a four-way the next night to, be, to determine the King of Pro Wrestling 2022 trophy winner. Love so Rambo. it's going to be uh, Chase Owens. It's going to be Toriano. <laughs> and, uh, Fale. Pr- probably. I mean. <laughs> and uh, I, don't I don't know. know like Jiro. That or one Giotto. of the commentators. I, I don't <laughs> fucking know. Uh, yes. We're going to have Yo versus Show. Yo. Finally. Yo. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that comes uh, comes across in simpatico after we export this recording. Um, Who cares? Nobody's listening. It's true. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Rusuke Taguchi, and Rocky Romero against Kenta, Taji Ishimori, and El Fantasmo. Who cares? Okay. Um, I, I, I there's a pretty funny error in this listing from Wrestling Observer, but I'm just going to read it the way it's written: Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Bushi against Will Osprey, Great Okan, and Will Osprey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Who knows? Is it, is it Aaron Onari? Uh, I, I I think it's Cobb. I think okay. it's Cobb. But uh, I I would have to look somewhere else to confirm. Uh, oh well, Cobb's on night two, so I, I assume okay. it's Cobb. Um. We're going to have the in-ring return of Katsuyori Shibata against oh, yeah. an opponent to be determined. Um, taking a look at who is not in a match. Nagata? I like I I don't I don't know who else it could be unless it is unless the Tekkers tag match on night 1. It is on night 1. Okay. So, All right. So there uh, goes Goto would have made sense. Or go, CFJ, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you really want to you know, go that hard in your first match. That's back. true. That's true. Well, and, it, and it's not going to be Kenta clearly because he's in a six man. So yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah. Maybe it's a uh, you know somebody. Maybe maybe the flight of the Valkyries hits. I don't fucking know. <laughs> we get Shibata versus American Dragon. Let's well, go. Well, he'd have to fly back real quick to be on Dynamite the next night. He'll so. figure it out. <laughs> Concord's still in flight, right? Yeah. Um, it's never open weight championship as Big Tom Ishii defends against Evil in a match that would have ruled until Dick Togo got involved. Um, IWGP heavyweight tag titles, Dangerous Techers of Zack Sabre and Taichi defend against Chaos Team of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. We got the Junior Heavyweight Championship, El Desperado defending against Hiromu Takahashi, and the World Championship as Shingo Takagi defends against Kazuchika Okada. <sighs> Yeah. I'm very frustrated about this match. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because of, of where it goes. There's going to be a kickoff match announced the day of the show on January 5. 
Okay. Um, the junior tag title match of Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask defending against teams of Taji Ishimori and El Fantasmo and Taguchi and Rocky Romero. So it's a super coaches. Threat. Yep. The stardom offer match where they did a random selection live at their uh, Budokan show this weekend. Yikes. Mayu Iratani and the Starlight Kid against Tam Nakano and Saya Kama Itani. So Starlight Kid, women. that's a great fucking name. It is a good name. The four-way match for the King of Pro Wrestling 2022 trophy. Never open weight six-man tag titles. Still a thing. Going to be defended. Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Yo against Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, and Sho. Mm. Sonata versus the great Okan, uh, who recently won uh, Best Technique in the uh, Tokyo Sports MVP Awards. <laughs> yeah. Here's to you, I mean, great Okan. Get it done, man. Tetsuya Naito versus Jeff Cobb. Uh, Hiroshi that should Tana, rule. It should rule. Hiroshi Tanahashi defending the IWGP United States Championship in a no-DQ match against Kenta. Mm-hmm. And then we've got either Shingo Takagi or Kazuchika Okada against Will Ospreay in the main event. So what's your, as we sit right now, who walks out of night two IWGP world champion? <sighs> as of right now, I was yeah. literally sitting there this morning because I was, I was looking over what we were going to talk about today. Yeah. Because, you know, I do that. And Somebody I asked you because I sure as fuck don't. I was... St- <laughs> I was legit starting to think uh, Shingo might win this entire thing. It's it's funny. I was talking with uh, with Russell uh, earlier this morning, and uh, as we rolled out of bed together, no, um, we were at a, a <laughs> oh, convention uh, thing. Uh, anyway, we were talking about it, and I think if uh, if Shingo wins night one, he's definitely winning night two because I feel like they can't give Osprey another win over Shingo at this point. Um, so that's kind of where my head is. I still think Okada is, you know, always the safe bet, but he's already such a multi-time champion. Um, and I think the, the right payoff for Osprey, you know, I never lost the belt. Here's my bootleg belt sort of thing is for him to lose night. 100%. Two. 100%. So I, I, I'm starting in, maybe it's just, you know, the secret of me trying to will it into existence of Shingo <laughs> winning both nights. But I feel like that would really cement his reign, which this, you know, has had really, really good matches in it. It's mm-hmm. just in a time where, you know, even us who are, you know, pretty diehard New Japan fans over the past couple of years ha- yeah. are having a hard time giving a fuck about the promotion. Yeah. And uh, I will say also taking a look at the lineup for Wrestle Kingdom Night 3, which will be on the following Saturday, January 8th. That's right. a big New Japan versus Noah show. They shit the bed here. They they completely yeah. shit the bed here. Like, how do you uh, not have your two champions go against each other? Yeah. One on one. Yeah. Like or do multiple matches in that vein where it's like, okay, our guy wins this one, your guy right. wins that one. Like it's all multi-man tags. It, yeah. it it would be as if just to give a comparison for those who don't follow wrestling, if they ran WWE versus AEW and every single match was like, okay, it's RK Bro, the Usos, and Happy Corbin against the Lucha Bros, the Acclaimed, and yeah. Uh, I don't know, Lee Moriarty, where it's very clear there's one guy on each side who is de- who is designated to eat the pin. Yeah. It, there's nothing about any of these matches where I'm like, well, that's interesting. I mean, there are moments which could be good. Yeah. But a lot of it is just, 
Oh, cool. So no one wanted to budge a fucking inch. Yeah. In this why even do it then? Then why even do it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's... Go all in, to yeah. borrow a term there. Yeah, uh, the the one interesting thing on there is that Kenta is fighting on the Noah side. Yeah. Obviously, I, with I, his I did history find that there. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. And also, the, the team he's on is going against the Suzuki Goon team. Suzuki Goon had a rather infamous run in Noah, which kind of killed the business there. But, <laughs> you know, they have a history. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just it's it's very across the board disappointing. I mean, even Zack Saber Junior is in a tag match where he's not teaming with Taichi. Who's he teaming with? Uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. <sighs> Nobody wants to see Kanemaru. Yeah, it is. It's it's not. I mean, so what I assume is going to be the top match is Okada and Tanahashi against Muto and uh, Kiyomiya. Kiyomiya is okay. basically the guy who they've gotten behind as like their next big thing. Okay. And Muto, of course, is, is Muto. Yeah. yeah. He's fucking Japanese Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, completely with weird facial hair choices. And But missed. Exactly. And <laughs> it's kind of cool to see Muto mix it up with, you know, the, the generations he left behind when he left New Japan. Yeah. But like singles matches, Tana against Muto would be infinitely more interesting. Yes. Kiyomiya against Okada. Kiyomiya could eat that pin. Yeah. And and I feel like he's probably going to eat the pin in this match anyway. But to, to see him, like, go 35 minutes with Okada and lose would raise his stock versus in this, sure. where it's going to be like, all right, three established guys and a not-so-established guy. I wonder who's going to win. Right. Yeah. It's It was a bit of a letdown when, uh, when the card was announced, but... You know, and it's not even airing live on World. You have to wait like two weeks before it shows up on New Japan World because uh, they're doing it on pay-per-view. Yeah, unless you want to pay money to a weird Japanese streaming service. Yeah. And I will say, if you pay that money, it goes to the Japanese Red Cross. But still, uh, what? That's just, yeah. It's just a fucking mess. I don't, I don't get it. And it's such a bummer, too, because... <laughs> We used to talk about Wrestle Kingdom like uh, what an embarrassment of riches it is, and I'm I'm reading three days of Wrestle Kingdom, and I barely give a fuck. That's yeah, funny. I mean, you know the the expansion into three nights definitely questionable. The two nights was, you know, this is what their third year doing two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah it is. You know, they don't have the talent. They can't bring in a lot of the foreign star or any of the foreign stars. It's yeah. uh, it's not the time to go up to three nights. This is a less is more time, not a not a more is mudo time. Yeah. yeah, not not a not a big fan of that at all. Chris, I don't have anything else you uh, that that I wanted to get into this week. You have anything you want to dig into? Uh, I got a uh, Yuji Nagata. Hmm? No, does that work? <laughs> no, just hit the button. We're done. Bye. <laughs> The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough Pod. House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay.
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. Yeah, Macho Man 2K10, still alive, coming at you. Will be for years to come. It's my hip-hop comeback. Ooh, yeah, I'm the Macho Man, Randy Savage. I'm going to grab a hold of Miss Elizabeth and that butthole rabbit. She likes it back there with my gray hair. I'm going to put it inside. I'm jumping it everywhere. Yeah, you like the Macho Man coming at you, brother. I'm going to grab a pillow, and then I'm going to smother you after we do it, after we screw it. I'm in the buff. I'm making stuff. I'm going to fuck you when you're gone. What? Can we not do that? Is that not... Why are you shaking your head in the booth? Make it a hidden track on the album. All right, that's it. I'm taking out somebody here. Honky Tonk Man with his dong in his hand walking around real strong in the southern states land. He's a racist. He uses the N-word. He's like a dog. He's in the backyard eating his own turds. He's a wrestler with a beer gut. He's had 17 wives in each. One's a slut. I did one in the back, one in the front, one in the mouth. The last one really had a smelly country music was his gimmick. He loved to strum his guitar. He never got far besides the icy title. Hey, speaking of which, that Dolph Ziggler kid's really turning into something. Oh, he hasn't been hired yet. Sorry, I'm just predicting the future. Make this a hidden track on the album. Make it a hidden track. I'm coming at him with something else. Here we go, yeah. CM Punk, he'll never quit. The guy's the shit. He's the best. CM Punk, he's the world. He's got two soft breasts covered in tattoos. He doesn't trust the Jews. He did What? What do you mean that's anti-Semitic? Is that not a thing? Oh, fuck you. I once saw him barely tip a kid at a Jewish delicatessen. Oh, God, if we don't get this, I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> 